You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio, 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, John Nan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and of course where they are now so hey hey everybody what is happening i hope everybody's been having a phenomenal week and a fantastic day so far uh welcome to episode number 185 and uh this is just unbelievable because I think uh, it, it, it's almost like 22 weeks, if I'm not mistaken, that we've been delivering TKO to you every single week. But instead of a actual um, a radio station um, studio setting, we've been recording at home. Um, and, uh, you know, especially in the beginning, it was a little bit... Um, different should i say just adapting to the new situation and all that but just look at us we've been doing this for 22 weeks and um not to say that we're doing everything perfectly you know it will definitely take a little bit of effort to uh just try to have things go your way sometimes and uh you know but uh, we're not discouraged. And also, I want to give a big shout out to all other programmers here at CFRU who have continued to deliver their shows or, as a matter of fact, create new programs and shows to deliver to people and listeners and community members through uh, throughout the whole course of the pandemic and still uh, keep on doing so. So shout out to everybody. Uh, shout out to all those programmers and of course our family at CFRU. I definitely do miss our CFRU studios and of course all the awesome volunteers and awesome staffers at CFRU, our family at CFRU. So yeah, hopefully one day, um, very, very soon we get to see each other once again. Um, but you guys, okay, so much is actually going on in the world of combat sports because uh, we had the biggest card of the year, arguably the biggest bout, should I say, of the year this past Saturday in the heavyweight division at the UFC. And the results, the result of that particular bout that I'm talking about, the heavyweight championship bout between Stipe Miocic and Daniel Cormier was so determining and had such major implications that so many other things followed after whatever the result was on Saturday night. And I'm sure by now, if if you did catch up with that fight, you probably know what the result is, you know, the result that I keep talking about. But um, I'll, I'll first of all, OK, we'll reminisce a little bit about that bout um talk about how things went down in that fight and uh what other things actually have taken place and uh, gone down ever since the fight actually ended and uh, ever since uh, the result was announced so we're gonna be talking about that mostly so uh, a lot just a disclaimer today we're gonna be talking about um a, a lot of uh, a lot of things that are uh, that are currently happening in the heavyweight division in the UFC, and of course, uh, that relates uh, kind of ties into all the things that are currently also happening in the light heavyweight division at the UFC. And today, we're also ha- uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about um, some other 
should I say non-UFC organizations? Because I feel like for the whole course of the pandemic, when we did talk about MMA, it was just almost exclusively us talking about the UFC. But today we're going to be talking about how a certain UFC fighter actually decided to make that move to Bellator and talk about some of the reasons behind his decisions and how it's so important, not just for him as a fighter, and, but but also everybody else, all other professional fighters, not just in the UFC, but uh, whoever fights MMA, um, actually. So we're going to be talking talking about that too today, but... Uh, actually before we get into all that stuff that i want to talk about because i'm sure it will take a long time for me to talk about all those topics uh, i have a lot to say today on the show but uh so you know before we talk about all those things um uh, just a reminder uh the heavyweight boxing belt that um i actually told you guys about many many episodes ago the one between Dillian white and alexander povetkin okay that is happening this upcoming weekend uh, and uh, I'll just give you guys a brief uh, breakdown of that fight because, like I said, I have so many other things to cover today on the show. Just to, just to let you guys know, this fight is important uh, because right now, although we do know that the, the the guys who are currently in the top three in the heavyweight division in boxing across all boxing organizations, talking about WBC, WBA, IBF, and IBO, um, you know, those top three guys already have it kind of sorted out between each other uh, when talking about future potential matchups and fights that have already been agreed upon. Um, and of course, by those three, three guys, I'm talking about, first of all, Anthony Joshua, the current IBF, IBO, um, wait, okay, yeah, I, I have to like <laughs> say it in a certain order, otherwise I'll just mess it up. So the WBA, WBO, IBF and IBO heavyweight champion of the world, Anthony Joshua. So that's one of them. The other guy is, of course, Tyson Fury, who recently became the WBC heavyweight champion of the world by defeating the former WBC heavyweight champion, Deontay Wilder, who is actually the third person that I was talking about in that top three um, rank that currently exists in the entire division of heavyweight boxing. So we have those top three people who are just, you know, at the top. They're, like I said, they're trying to figure it out between each other. But in the meanwhile, um, all the organizations that um, these guys have the belts for, of course, they have to keep business rolling and they have to give, uh, they have to schedule fights that would also involve other fighters who are under contract with them. And for those um, fighters, some of them include Dillian White and Alexander Povetkin, who have uh, also been uh, among some some of the top contenders in heavyweight boxing. And uh, my prediction is, although it hasn't been officially announced, whoever wins this fight obviously moves moves up in ranking in heavyweight boxing and potentially will get a title shot in um, not WBC, but um, the uh, WBA or WBO or IBF or IBO. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, th and that would potentially be Anthony Joshua as of now. But uh, we'll see how things would actually change up. Because we, as you guys, as all of you boxing fans probably know by now, 
there's been rumors uh, just floating around regarding Anthony Joshua potentially fighting Tyson Fury in the future. And uh, depending on who would win that fight, that should I say unification fight, uh, then we'll see who the winner of this current bout between Dillian White and uh, forget his name, Povetkin, Alexander Povetkin, uh, who uh, so the winner of that bout, uh, the winner of that bout. See, that's how excited I am about this fight. The winner of Povetkin versus White is going to be potentially getting a title shot against the winner of Fury and Joshua. All right, so uh, talking about the fight itself, uh, the fight between Dillian White and Alexander Povetkin, well, they're both very, very talented and also dynamic fighters in the heavyweight division, although that's not something that you would expect in any sort of heavyweight combat sport. But that's uh, that's actually something that distinguishes both of these guys um, from anybody else um, in the division, except for that top three that I just talked about. Although I would argue that um, Dillian White is the type of guy who would pick and choose his shots wisely so that he doesn't necessarily expends un- unnecessary energy and that he saves most of his energy for the time that that he sees an opening and that he throws the perfect shot so that uh, it's the most effective you know just think about it as like a video game say you're playing a video game uh, that's uh, like a boxing match or a mma match and you don't always i mean sometimes like if you're not really familiar with the game you'll just press all the buttons and the you, the fighter that you're playing is just like going all over the place and just throwing all sorts of moves but um, say you're losing, like your lifeline is decreasing and you don't have a lot of health in the game, obviously you're going to pick and choose the best moment to throw a very strong shot so that you defeat your opponent in the game. And this is no different in real life. And that's exactly, as a matter of fact, that's exactly what Dillian White does in his boxing fights. Uh, which is interesting because, um, on the other hand, we have Alexander Povetkin, who is, should I say, more dynamic compared to Dillian White. He's uh, he's more of a uh, offensive fighter, although if you if you, if you just look at them, of course, they're not going to be as like aggressive or dynamic as some of the lighter weight fighters. Just everything that I say about these fighters, say, you know, when I bring up the the matter of uh, how dynamic a fighter is or how aggressive or offensive a fighter is in the heavyweight division, you have to um, you have to control uh, not to get too like scientific, but you have to control for the fact that they're all heavyweights. So just compare them to each other in the heavyweight division. okay? and having said that, uh, uh, Alexander Povetkin is a little bit faster than Dillian White and uh he's the type of fighter who who's not the uh, who's not going to just sit back and wait for the perfect opening to 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 be there and for him to attack his opponent actually as a matter of fact he will do the exact opposite thing you know he just keep coming forward and do whatever he has to do to 
cause as much damage as he can to his opponent and not really allowing his opponent to take any breaks or just sit back and take a breath and actually rethink his strategy to think, okay, what should I do next? Because this guy, Alexander Povetkin, is obviously bombarding me with shots and not really letting me see anything of my own, like any openings of my own or just... I, I just have to sit back here and be in completely in a completely defensive mode and not be aggressive myself. So that's how Alexander Povetkin tends to fight his boxing fights. And because of that, I would say this fight between him and Dillian White is going to be rather interesting because, like I said, are we going to see Dillian White do uh, the thing that he usually does uh, as to him picking the, the most... Uh, uh, sensible opening for him to charge at that moment only or is he going to switch things up and uh, do the things that Alexander Povetkin usually does in his fights and um, kind of turn the table in his own favor and just completely stun him in that manner because like I said that's not really how he tends to fight and his fight's daily in white. So if he actually comes out and does the exact opposite thing, of course, that's that's going to catch Alexander Povetkin by a lot of surprise. And uh, that could potentially uh, score him a W. That could actually give him the win that he needs to potentially get a title shot in the future. And for Alexander Povetkin, actually, I would not recommend that he does anything too different from what he usually does. It, does, it has shown that... Um, uh, it, it is pretty successful for him, for him uh, anytime he sticks to that strategy of just doing whatever he has to do, just keep coming forward, not really back down or necessarily going to defensive mode while he's fighting his opponents. If he does that, I will say he has a really high chance of winning this fight. Uh, because if he does anything <laughs> other than that, and considering the possibility that Dillian White actually does something different in this fight, something that that is uh, more aggressive and more offensive in this fight, then that things wouldn't be too good for Alexander Povetkin if he decides to do something less offensive and something more um, uh, like counter counter offensive or rather defensive. That is not the way to go. I would not recommend it. And so, yeah, that's that's what I would personally recommend to each of these guys to do in order to win the fight. But again, we just have to wait and see what will happen on fight night. And uh, I believe the fight is happening in the UK. But uh, please um, uh, just uh, uh, check your calendars and, uh, uh, you know, depending on where you live and what your time zone is, uh, make sure that you uh, check uh, the, the timing for yourself because it could be different. But please, please, whatever you do, please do not miss this fight. It is going to be pretty interesting. And it's been such a long time coming since we last had a heavyweight fight uh, in boxing. It's been almost six months, I should say. Like, we, we, we would see boxing fights take place every now and then, uh, but mostly in the lighter weight divisions. But for heavyweight boxing, and especially at such a such a um, important level as this one. So make sure that you do not miss it and watch it on Saturday night. All right, so enough of that. There goes our breakdown for the week. 
But right now, let's talk about, oh my goodness, let's talk about the fight, uh, the MMA fight, the heavyweight fight that already took place on Saturday night between Stipe Miocic and Daniel Cormier. The rubber match, the third uh, match that these two guys have had against one another the first time around, DC won the fight. He became the champ champ. He became, he simultaneously was holding the light heavyweight championship belt and the heavyweight championship belt, which was great for him. And then the second fight, Stipe Miocic won the fight. He stunned Daniel Cormier through some of the um, major power shots that he threw um, in the fight. And DC just couldn't recover from those shots. So um, Stipe Miocic just kept up the momentum of those shots. And eventually, um, I believe it was Herb Dean, the the referee of the fight. He just um, stopped the fight due to TKO. So Stipe Miocic was able to regain his heavyweight championship belt. And now for this third fight, we thought things were going to be so much wilder, I should actually say. But I I mean, okay, I'm not mad at the way that each of these guys actually fought each other. They did everything that they had to do to, to have a clean performance and to not risk any major injuries in this fight. They did everything that they had to. And uh, it, it was definitely a slugfest, meaning that uh, it was it was a uh, gradual fight. So it, it didn't have like any major ups and downs. They just like however they were fighting, starting the fight, they just kept it up and maintained it. And uh, that's essentially how it went for the whole length of the fight. However, there was this eye poke, alleged eye poke that uh, Stephen Miocic did on um, Daniel Cormier. And uh, DC, later on, he claimed that that was one of the biggest things that uh, actually disabled him from seeing his opponent properly. And um, he just uh, set him back a lot. And uh, not only was the eye actually injured, because at the end of the fight, you could tell that like his eyelid was just so swollen. And he was saying that he just could not see properly from that eye that he was poked in. And he was claiming that that was one of the main reasons why his performance declined throughout the fight and that he couldn't really do um, the things that he had planned out to do in the fight. So eventually the fight ended in favor of Stephen Miocic and he was able to defend his heavyweight championship belt once again. And DC, um, the actually fun fact, well, not for DC, but I guess, I don't know. I'm just uh, stating the facts here. Anyway, so uh, out of the two people that have ever defeated Daniel Cormier in his professional fighting career, well, the first one being John Jones and the second one now being Sipi Miocic, um, uh, both of whom have, uh, have actually defeated Daniel Cormier twice. So he's only had, I think, four defeats on his uh, professional career record. And um, so two of them have been by John Jones and two of them have now been by Sipe Miocic. And so as you can as you can imagine, I mean, I would be too. I, I, I would just be so sour because everybody thought that DC would come out there and uh, at least utilize uh, his le- his wrestling a little bit more in this bout. But unfortunately, yeah, you know, things do happen, especially with that eye poke. 
um, and things just did not go his way. And uh, but regardless, he stayed very, very classy in the post-fight interview. But he did say that uh, he just wanted to take some time off. And again, that is understandable. And uh, like we said on our previous episode, he had been uh, he had not been fighting for so long. He had been mostly doing commentary for the UFC fights. And, um, you know, he just I feel like he didn't really have that physical preparation that uh, Stephen Miocic had in this fight. That's also another factor that I think um, definitely played a major factor in his defeat in this particular bout. But, uh, you know, it all depends on the person and uh, what they want to do. Like maybe if even if Daniel Cormier um, won uh, some of the some of the fights that he is given in um, the heavyweight division, maybe he wouldn't feel as content anymore. Maybe he just changed his life aspirations and his career aspirations. And that is totally okay. Well, of course, he would have been so much happier if he won this fight. But, you know, again, it is what it is. And um, he did say that he wanted to take some time off. Now, having said that, you guys, uh, things just took an interesting turn after the decision was announced for this particular bout between Miocic and Cormier. So what happened after was that we all know John Jones, of course, the guy who defeated uh, Daniel Cormier and one of the all-time greatest in the sport of mixed martial arts, as many would say, and uh, who was the champion, the guy who was the champion at the light heavyweight division for so long. But unfortunately, because of the things happening in the world right now with the pandemic and some of the suspensions that he received himself, John Jones, and, you know, all the factors that played uh, in the background. Um, it was actually announced that John Jones has relinquished his light heavyweight title. Uh, that's what Dana White, the president of the UFC, said. And that instead, he's uh, actually, this is what John Jones said himself on social media. He said he's been having some good conversations with the UFC and um, he has some uh, like good news, something along that line. And uh, Dana White actually said that uh, John Jones is going to be, f- from now on, he's going to be fighting in the heavyweight division. And uh, not only that, but also for the vacant title uh, that is currently (laughs) in the light heavyweight division, they are going to be having Dominic Reyes, who who was the most recent person who fought John Jones for the title. They're going to be having Reyes fight against Jan Blakovich. Okay, the two two of the best fighters in the light heavyweight division are going to be going at it for the light heavyweight championship belt because John Jones is there no more and he's fighting at heavyweight. Okay, so there are two things that I have to say about all the things that I just said. Let's just talk about John Jones and his recent decision to move on to heavyweight. So there's been talks about that for so long. And uh, for some reason that has not yet been disclosed, uh, the president of the UFC, Dana White, wasn't necessarily... Uh, in favor of that d- decision to move on to the heavyweight uh, division for whatever reason, maybe it was money or financial reasons, or maybe you just thought John Jones would be more successful fighting at the light heavyweight division. However, now he's saying that he's all um, he's all happy for John Jones and that uh, he's completely in favor of this decision. Well, maybe because, you know, just think about how things are going to be marketed in the future because 
regardless of who John Jones is going to be fighting in the future, he will eventually, because of his reputation, his uh, almost flawless uh, professional record that he has in the mostly having fought in the light heavyweight division, he is eventually going to be given a title shot in the heavyweight division. So uh, in case of marketing and in case of business and pay-per-view sales and potential uh, arena ticket sales, that is going to be awesome business for the UFC. You have John Jones, the the GOAT, the greatest of all time, fighting whoever the champion is at the time uh, in the heavyweight division. That is going to sell a lot of tickets. And... Um, what do I want to say? Okay, so sorry. This is I, I'm so excited about all the things that I, that were just announced because we've been waiting for this moment for John Jones to finally come to the heavyweight division. Anyway, but having said that, although Dana White did say that uh, he's happy for John Jones with his recent decision to come to the heavyweight division, and um, he he was supportive of, of of this decision. He did say that John Jones is not going to be given the the most recent title shot that has actually been announced in the heavyweight division after the fight that DC and Miocic had. He actually said that the next title shot is going to go to Francis Ngannou. Okay, this is also pretty exciting. But uh, depending on how things go down between Stipe Miocic and Ngannou, Hmm, things are going to be pretty interesting for John Jones regardless. If he fights Ngannou, that's going to be just next level exciting. But also, say, Miocic is still able to maintain his championship belt. And he is eventually given that fight against John Jones. Then we are going to be having the ultimate battle of just legends. Okay, because John Jones, the GOAT versus the longest reigning heavyweight champion at the UFC. The guy who has been doing it for so long, who has had so many title defenses in the heavyweight division, he set a record for himself. Just imagine how big that fight would be. So that's one thing that I want to say, but also now talking about the uh, fight that was announced between Dominic Reyes and Jan Blakovich, that's actually going to be happening on the next UFC pay-per-view card. Woohoo! UFC 253, which is happening on September 26th and uh, this is going to be uh, one of uh, one of the two title fights that are going to be on this UFC 253 card with the other one uh, this one was also announced this past weekend the other one being the championship about between for for actually okay for the middleweight championship belt it is going to be between the current champion Israel Adesanya and the one of the most dangerous fighters in the middleweight division right now, Paulo Costa. So Dominic Reyes versus Jan Blakovich and Israel Adesanya and Jan Bla or okay, I'm confusing them all. But uh Paulo Costa. So these two bouts are gonna be awesome on September twenty-sixth. Gonna be selling a lot of pay-per-views. And uh, now quickly moving back to that Dominic Reyes and Jan Blakovich uh, light heavyweight bout. I think this is going to be interesting. Um, also, just as a side note, because uh, because of the fact that John Jones had been at the top and the champion for so long, I feel like that kind of limited the, the guys who were uh, fighting in that weight division because we had so many good talent in that division, but they just... For whatever reason, because John Jones was just so dominant in that in that weight division, they couldn't really 
uh, shine as as much as John Jones was in the in the division. But now things are finally changing up, and it's all for the better because both John Jones and anybody else in the light light heavyweight division, they're all of them are getting all the things that are good for them, and uh, the decisions that are being made are all in favor of evolving their professional career, which is all good. But yeah, in case you couldn't tell, I'm so, so excited for all the things that are happening in the light heavyweight division and also the heavyweight division in the UFC. I'll keep you guys updated regarding all the other potential matchups that are happening that are that will be happening in the heavyweight division soon. But uh, whew, I talked so much. Uh, unfortunately, I'm just looking at the clock right now. That is all the time we're going to have for this week, y'all. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with our previous episodes. And you can also get a Spotify and iTunes to download previous episodes as well. And until next time, it's your girl, John Nan right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Peace out.